Welcome to The Residency, a podcast series from Diseño and the British Council exploring the work of contemporary designers and craftspeople around the world. This episode looks at the work of Zhao Fangzhan and her exploration of porcelain production in Jingdezhen, China. My name is Xiao Fangzhan and I'm originally from China and I'm currently doing a PhD at Lancaster University. Uh, for my PhD, I look at two areas, ceramic and uh, textile. And I took Jingdezhen as a case study of uh, porcelain making. So when I did my field trip back in 2017, I was quite uh, fascinated by the things going on there. So I would like to explore it more in depth. Jingdezhen is, uh, is the most prominent ceramic sand in China. Very historical and um, the technique is quite professional because it still retained its very traditional way of producing the sort of traditional porcelain in terms of uh, forms, technique, methods and the art. But after China's industrialization and uh, modernization after 1980s, since uh, the state opening up and uh, economic reform. These skills, we just thought it will, yeah, it would be lost, but it actually didn't. Instead, it will retained and passed on, which is fascinating. So I'm pretty curious and would like to know the reasons. There are quite a wide range of porcelain producing there. Uh, from everyday use tableware, tea service, decorative vases to artworks like sculptures or big vases in the form of objects d'art. They make everything they can be made with clay. Uh, some part of the porcelain producing the just actually for auction, for collection. So they are quite expensive. They are more imitative porcelain. Uh, for imitative porcelain, actually, is they, they replicate some porcelain in terms of a form and patterns and technique of uh, very historical relics from ancient time, like uh, uh, the blue and white in a Yuan dynasty and uh, the white and uh, solitaire from, uh, from Song dynasty. But since many centuries ago, it had developed a very sophisticated and a precedent division of processes and labor in Jindajan, like hand throwing, painting, glazing and firing techniques. I think that there are few places could fire porcelain at that high temperature over 1,300 degrees. In the past, the most distinctive feature of uh, ceramic engineering was its high temperature firing. And in, you know, many special effects and particular types of porcelain, like unclazed color and unclazed red with blue and white, need high temperature. And in ancient time, people in Jindazhen invented and kept the high-temperature kiln-building technology, while nowhere else has this technology. That's why Jindazhen can make such sophisticated and exquisite porcelains. 
like one of the processes, like a hand throwing, glazing technique, high temperature filing, can be copied or even more developed elsewhere. But the whole ecology of the production system and collaboration cannot be replicated. I think what I'm really focused is about three groups of people, artists, designers, and craftspeople. Craftspeople are quite diverse. One craftspeople cannot master the whole processes. There are many four types of craftspeople. Some just making the raw material clay, and some just throwing the pots or make shapes, and some just focused on paint on the vases. And all these working places and the workshops actually are built combined into living space. The working setting is integrated into the living space. Like lots of uh, creative artists and uh, designers go in there and they they are not just uh, would like to uh, make objects. They would like more to experience the whole environment, the space, and the culture as well. There are many two types of traditional workshops in Jindajan. One is imperial kilns, which produced porcelains for the royal families, and the other is folk kilns, which is for common people. Simpler and kind of Japanese Vapisapi, sort of style. Actually, Jindajin's porcelain production began to be modernized in the middle of 20th century, when the People's Republic of China established. So the state would like to improve the productivity and efficiency of porcelain production. They formed state-owned large factories, and trying to mechanize methods and processes. But the traditional skill actually kept quite well in the factories. So after the factory shut down since 1990s, the workers actually retained the skill and after they lost the job, they instantly set up their own private workshops to make a living. In small workshops, unlike large factories, they resumed the traditional methods and way of producing because these methods are more flexible and easy to control. So after that, the outside culture and people came into Jindajan. Many artists and designers came in because they would like to learn the 1,000-year-old technique as well as the culture. So this trend and migration from outside provide quite cosmopolitan elements. But what is interesting is Though it made the city quite cosmopolitan and international, it also even made the city more local. A ceramic artist, Jackson Lee, who is internationally well known for his work, he created an international ceramic village in Jindajin in 1998, which is called Sambao, by combining the atmosphere of work and the atmosphere of living together through uh, renovating all the local and the traditional architecture and space. I think he sets an example of coming back to history and retain the tradition 
by uh, farming rice, and uh, more and more people come in and do the similar things. Jackson Lee said, uh, people came in here, they want to see a different history of ceramics. It's not a homogenized way of making. What they want to see, actually, is something that's unique to this place. And just because of this uniqueness, that Jinjin made its name in history. And the craftspeople help you to realize your idea and your design. The Residency is a co-production between Desenio, the Quarterly Journal of Design, and the British Council, the United Kingdom's international organization for cultural relations and educational opportunities. This episode was based on an original interview by Christina Rapatsky, produced by Chris Jones, and edited by Francesca Gregson. <laughs>